Hey, did you miss us? It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. I am James Smith in Austin, Texas. That is Joe Linehan in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and in case you didn't remember me saying this earlier, it's the TX Water Polo Podcast. How are you, Joe? I'm good, James. It's good. To, it's it's good to do this again. Yeah, it's good. To, with like you were almost going to say it's good to speak to you again, but we talk all the time. It's just that this is a this is a forum where we get to talk about everything for an hour and then do this recording for an hour. So it has been since January nineteenth since we did our last one, and you and I both, I think, have gotten feedback from people, and this is always stunning to me. And they're like, "Where have you guys been?" Like I listened to you on the way home from work. It's like, wait, really? <laughs> we, yeah, I just always right. pretend nobody's actually listening. Oh no, exactly. So, um, but no, I think we're gonna do this at least once a month, kind of moving forward. Yep. Probably, probably more during the different high school formats, season. maybe. Yep. Yep. And uh, then we'll, and then we might have some special kind of one-offs with either, with, yeah, without you or or without me. Without me. With that. What? So, but um, I'm looking forward to it. It's. It's it's good to talk the Texas water polo. So. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while. So th- we're gonna sort of go through the list of events that have taken place, but of course we'll just talk about our own experiences with them as well. But it's been again, it's been since January, so there's a bunch of catching up to do. Um, and for those of you who are there, then you were there, but there's others who weren't. So um, Dare to Dream took place in January. My I swear, Joe, my memory so bad now that i barely even remember that happening and but you were there from my recollection that was in college station yeah at texas like 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 a m university and uh it was great it was a it was a new weekend it was a new venue um we had a team from chicago that came down and kind of had a great time good um we had a great local host in the in the women's club team there that's excellent um but it was a i mean i believe it is a I believe it's something that can be repeatable kind of moving forward. So um, the ODP Super Regional is going to stay on MLK weekend in North Texas Mm -hmm. for 2024. So I think we're going to try to keep this like the Dare to Dream at the end of of, uh, January in College Station. So it's got to work out the details still. But uh, I mean, and again, it's this is the tournament that's specifically for 12U and 10U. So. Getting uh, A&M back on board here with youth water polo. We said it at the time. I'll say it again. It's like actually a very big deal. I think getting that water back in the inventory is really good. Baby steps. Baby, Baby steps. steps. Yep. Um, followed by Spin Lob. Now, I have personal experience with Spin Lob because uh, Joe asked me to help manage that tournament. We, You guys ran out of space. Like it's becoming so popular, you can't have it at UT anymore. So we had to scramble and find pool space up in Round Rock, which uh, worked out very, very well, uh, but not without me stressing out, Joe. Thanks a lot. You said yes. I did. T- yeah, but I was reluctant. As Couldn't you tell? Yeah, I think there's some people that are probably listening to this that go, um, yes, I say yes to Joe. Oh, way too much. So there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, no, but no, but it was very thankful that uh, that that Aquatech stepped up to be it the local great. host. It worked out very well at the brand new pool up there in round yep. rock. Right. So, yep. um, and then we still of course use the UT swim center. Um, <clears throat> but we added a, we added a 40 plus uh, men's division this year, which I think went great. And I think there was what 40 something. I think it ended up being about, about 45 total teams. And we barely were able to get all the games in. That's right. And I, and I, and I think next year, I think we're going to do six courses. Yeah, nice. And we're going to um, maybe make the 40-plus men a 35-plus men huh. and then add a 35-plus women and then maybe add nice. a 50-plus men. 
So just trying to just grow that. And we're going to make it to where it's basically a 19 plus tournament. Okay. No, no, no kids that are still in oh, high good. school are going to be able to play. I think that's a good idea. Between and you and me, don't share that with anybody. And, and it'll be, and the big thing is, you know, there's not going to be the like, the, like the youth teams playing in it. So right. we want to, we don't want to keep the master teams out. We want to keep this kind of more of a kind of a like an older like an older focused event. Right. So you can understand why you'd have a younger team that you know you want a place to go be, be you know play against uh, perhaps a higher level of competition but still i i agree with that i think keeping it to non high school athletes is the best so i look forward to and, that next year and that'll include like the kids playing on a masters team so yes exactly so it's no longer going to be an open division it'll be more of a 19, 19 plus. plus division that's good yeah, Joe, that worked out really well, actually. Um, despite the stress, all the games went well. There was only like a couple red cards. That was it. That was a, f- a funny penalty shot one where the kid, one of them was splashing the, the shooter. I thought that was hilarious. And then he got re- red carded for that. But other than that, There's it was all, nothing. All sorts of fun stuff that I, happened in Masters. I know. Masters tournaments are just the best that way. They're the best and the worst. So it was, it was, a, good, it was a very good weekend. It worked out well for us personally. And uh, – Big shout out to my Aquatex families because they really stepped up. I worry about that stuff all the time, and they came through like huge, way bigger than I expected. So anyway, just to have to give them a little bit of a shout out before we move on. Texas Challenge Cup was next, and again, my memory's so bad, I barely remember what happened. That was the first weekend of March. That was a Thunder kind of hosted event up in North Texas. Yep. And Thunder actually hosted a six-pool event yeah. all by themselves, which is a large and that they had what three courses at South Lake, three yep. courses in Justin. Yep. And um they I think had a new record. I think it was the sixty eight total teams at that tournament for U teams, which was kind of a new non JO quals or festival or yeah. zone run type event. So that's huge. It I mean it's a big, big a kind of a challenge for a club to host and play and coach and all that good stuff. So, no um, but overall I thought it was a great event. It really was. I mean, teams were going back and forth. It's most of the thunder tournaments are, are very kind of, kind of, kind of well run. So, you know, I think that's going to just keep kind of growing and growing. So I, uh, signed up our kids uh, 14 and under boys in particular, we had to, we, we, we probably waited a little too long. And the next thing I know, I'm talking with other coaches, like we're on a waiting list. And then I talked to Cullen and I knew what was going on in the behind the scenes that there were scram, you know, you and they were scrambling for more pool time. So I was very grateful for that, but I knew I, he, he was just basically like, Hey, just hold tight. It'll be fine. I'm like, okay, I, I have a suspicion. We're going to find some more pool space and it. And it, they did. And it really worked out. That's a, I love having that huge kind of tournament. I mean, maybe you don't want to shuttle back and forth between Carol and Justin, but it's fine. It's totally fine. It, it's it, it's it's better than shuttling back and forth between Justin and Garland. Yeah, so. or Houston. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I thought it was great. Um, and you know, for those clubs out there, you need to get your your team entries in a lot earlier nowadays. So. I know, but then you got to pay. Who wants to do that? You know, I want to keep know, that in my pocket. You're gonna have to pay eventually. So. All right. But um, but then 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 we had the ODP national championships there after spring break. Yeah, let me know. March. Yep, that seemed to have gone quite well in San Antonio. Oh, I'm all like all the all the teams and athletes and coaches and USA Waterpolo staff and referees. I think they all love the facilities. 
and they loved the San Antonio. It was a little cold on Friday, Saturday, but uh-huh. then it kind of it kind of warmed up and stopped raining on Sunday, and the skies and the and the sunny skies came out. But um, overall, I thought it was like I mean, people come to the Northside Pool and they just look in awe and go, "Oh my god, it is!" And uh, and and I think it was great. And we actually did something at that event that we hadn't done there for a long time was we did a one course 25 meter goal on a goal line setup in the 50 meter outdoor. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's like stadium seating style. So that was kind of where like the championship games and and, and the primary youth games were. So it was a great venue. You had a ton of fans there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, and then, and then there were the girls the following weekend in kind of Northern California. And I think the Southwest zone teams did well up and down the line. Both up boys and down. And girls. Yeah. I mean, they were competitive. I mean, obviously I think all of our teams would love to win uh, like of another course. game or two, but, um, but like, you know, like I believe that, that the Southwest zone and the Northside people and the San Antonio people, they did like, they hosted a great event. And I think that, our teams that competed did a great job. Yeah. That's, I was removed from that, but I, in, in my own small way, I heard that went really well. So very pleased about all that. I had a couple of my own athletes on those teams too. So that, that they had, had positive feedback as well. And and congrats to all the kids that were uh, selected for the national team selection camps. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Okay, very good. It's Viper Pigeon Spring Tournament was the following weekend. It's called the Monster Polo Jam. I still, Come I'm on. looking at the Southwest Zone calendar right here. It says Viper Pigeon Spring Tournament. Monster Polo Jam. Monster right? Polo Jam. The, the Southwest uh, Zone calendar was not updated. <laughs> no. With no. the proper name, which yeah. is my fault. But um, yeah, I blame you. But yes, the Monster Polo Jam, which is great. Um, that was kind of co-hosted with the Viper Pigeon and the CFWPC. And they had, they again had the six courses going. Yeah, amazing. Um, this was, this was not a championship style tournament. It was more of a festival st- style it tournament. It was fun. Yep. And um, overall, I think it was a great, great event. And, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just, I mean, we talked about the Texas Challenge Cup had the 68 total teams. The Monster Polo Jam had the 72 total teams. So that was a new record. Fantastic. It beat the record that was, that was established the previous uh, month. So, nice. And these events are just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Because oh, yeah. again, you know, like you know, teams teams want to play. Yep. And there and are more teams. teams. And or like and clubs just, I mean, there there might be a club that was only able to to have the two teams in twenty two. Now they have the four or five teams in twenty three. Yeah. And maybe the six or seven teams in yeah in, in twenty four. So, um, it's it's just they're going to keep getting bigger and bigger, and it showed at the end of April kind of whenever we had the Southwest zone spring champs. Yeah. Yep. You know, granted it was two separate weekends because we had it on April 29th and 30th in North Texas, the 18th and 16 divisions. Then we had the 14th, 12s and 10s the following weekend, May 6th and 7th yep. um, again, back in Northwest Houston overall between those two weekends, we had 87 total teams. Oh, is that right? I did not know 87 that. total teams play. Nice. Which again was a new record, right? So, um and it was and that's just i mean the i think just clubs want to play and uh, and the athletes and teams and parents are kind of are starting to get invested and and the more that they're invested the more that they're going to that they're going to want to keep playing and playing and playing yep you have your own experience with your club obviously but mine that's become clear is the families especially of my younger guys they're like ready to go 
Like they, they you know, it, it doesn't take much convincing to tell them, look, we're, we're heading out to this one tournament somewhere else. And they're like, yep, when let's just go. I'm like, this is fantastic. So, and you gotta get them and you gotta get them invested at the young age. Yeah. It's been very, very nice that way. I'm looking forward to having six and seven teams as opposed to one, but still, uh, we, we're a small pool, small club. So there you go. Um, um, no, but no, but no, but you'll definitely get bigger and bigger. And congrats to all the teams that placed and got medals at the Southwest zone spring champs. That was a great event. That was a brand new event. That was basically tags. Yeah. But for all the athletes and genders, right? Everything. Yeah. So, um, and that was kind of a, kind of a new event. So, um, and I think it was a tremendous, uh, uh, uh success. Yep. So I do too. And then between those two kind of kind of youth events, there was the Masters tournament in Houston. Yeah, the, all, all kinda, you know, it's the Hops tournament. The, it yeah. was the Hops tournament called the Scrooston Open. Oh yeah, the, the, explain that. I never could figure that out. I didn't ask. <laughs> I just don't know what it means. But yeah, I, I, think it's a, I mean, I think it's probably a take on the spin lob. Yeah, like the screw shot. <laughs> screw shot. Yeah, 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 type stuff. So youngsters have to learn what I, a screw shot is. But um, no, it. But that was that was kind of kind of kind of one of the larger uh, tournaments for Masters that we've had since COVID. Right. Especially when it was only the Southwest Zone teams. Yeah. But it's good that those events are coming back now. It's good that the Hops guys are kind of stepping up and yeah. kind of willing to host and yep. kind of and kind of finding a way to do it. Although there were some challenges kind of with the weather there yeah, that particular weekend. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, but it's but it's great, and I mean, I'm I'm just hoping because we just I mean we talk about youth a lot here in high school and stuff like that. But that's my you know preference. What? We can um still grow the masters because you know these youth people are going to turn into masters players at some point. And I and I constantly tell people this is this is a sport that you can play to till you retire from your job. You can I mean there is a there is a a seventy plus division at USA Waterfall yeah, Masters. Yeah, amazing! Nationals. It's so cool. So, um, it's not like, you know, there comes a point wherever you can't play football, right? There comes a point where you can't play basketball. You can play water polo you and can. keep playing. And, you know, so I, so I encourage those people to keep like those, like those masters clubs to keep playing, to keep practicing and keep, and we're going to hopefully get kind of, kind of more and more, um, kind of, uh, master events on, on the schedule moving forward. So that's the big deal is the events. Cause there's lots of training, training practices i mean you might want to call them some of them are just scrimmages like the ones we host but really it's uh those those events are what make it happen so yep i'm with you i'm looking forward to seeing those things as well except for one you, thing it yeah. always takes coaches from me like i need coaches you know and they're like oh i'm gonna be gone this weekend because i'm playing masters like ah yeah it's a 48 hour social that has there a couple water pole games involved. precisely yep um all right what else let's see we have um no, oh, we're going to talk about the summer events. Well, and... let's. You, you want to make mention of the futures tournament that oh, yeah. took place well, same yeah. weekend, right? Yeah. So um, this so this past weekend um on May seventh there was a futures non California tournament. Um, kind of hosted by Pegasus, it was an invite kind of like only kind of the invited teams could participate, yeah. and it had eighteen under boys, eighteen under girls, and is and is sixteen and under boys. There was only uh like at most a handful of teams in each of those divisions, mm -hmm. but uh, essentially the winner get to qualify and go to. There's a league out in California called the the kind of the Futures League. Yep, very and, robust. <laughs> and the winners 
from this non-California tournament get to qualify for the Futures Championships, which are in at the end of June. So so congrats to Trenton, those guys, for kind of pulling that off and getting that done this, yeah, this first year. I'm sure it's going to keep growing and, and getting better. Just got to find what's going to work as far as kind of weekends and stuff like that is concerned. So Yeah, you can imagine them wanting to make that kind of national. The, the, I don't know if you've seen Like on YouTube, you can watch those Futures matches from California all the time. Like NorCal, SoCal, it doesn't matter. There's just lots and lots and lots of games. So getting involved in that program is going to be very useful for some teams. So well done to them. Um, and Joe, unless there's anything else, we're done with our first segment. There you go. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's Warflow programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Warflow, I always listen to TX Warflow podcast. James and Joe back with you, TX Waterfall podcast. Um, Got to wrap up the women's collegiate season, although NCAA championships are going on right now. But for our mighty Austin College Kangaroos, the season is over. They made it to USA Water Polo Division Three Nationals again, which is fantastic. Uh, placed fourth, uh, got beat by a, apparently a very good Pomona Pitzer team in the first round, and then by a new nemesis, Augustana in Illinois, which has got four Texans on it, something like that. So um, a very good season for them. Um, they finished fourth um, and uh, are, are going to probably try to springboard from that into more recruiting, wouldn't you say? No, um, yeah. And, and, and I think Austin College is still a, a destination kind of a location. Um, and, I mean, and I would highly recommend that all Texas athletes have Austin College on their list of prospective schools because I think Mark Lawrence has a great program and does a great job up there. Yeah, I mean, the like the Augustana did a great job this year too, and they yep. even got to host the Division Three national championships. I'm hoping for if if Austin College hosted, I mean, first of all, that'd be very cool, but it would probably be in North Texas somewhere with the, at the very nice pools up there. So, I'm I, I was for some reason I thought it was like. Um, completely cyclical i was i completely lost my mind so i thought there was a chance that austin college would host but augustana brand new pool um, no but there was a chance if they would have beaten if they would have won in the the division three championships that's or the division three cwpa championships they could have hosted they could have and um but props to augustana and by the way for those that don't know the augustana is in the quad cities it's in rockville kind of the illinois which is in the quad cities which is um, Davenport, uh, uh, Moline. I don't know all the quad cities. I have some family up there. I just don't know all, all the quad cities. It's right, it's just right there on the Iowa and the Illinois border. So, okay. Yeah. They're, they're getting athletes. I know on the men's side, they got athletes from like Monmouth cause that program went under and, and, and some others from California. So they're doing quite well. So good for them. I, yeah, but I just think that having that event outside of California is huge. A huge. I mean, the way huge. that they set that up is correct so that, you know, it rotates. But, yes, it should absolutely have those, uh, we'll call them Eastern teams involved in hosting. I think it's excellent. No, uh, I mean, I mean, and it's and it's huge. So, I mean, I don't remember the last big tournament that we talked about let that, that being played in Iowa. Right. I know. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, it's huge. And, um, and again, congrats to like the Austin college 
guys and girls, this was another group of kind of a step in the right direction yeah. as Mark just continues to build and build and build. And, you know, and, and, and I have like three or four kids that are going to Austin college this upcoming fall. So I'm, I'm, I'm wishing them nothing but the best. I'm trying to get them ready to play up there. Um, and I know that Mark's going to take care of them kind of, kind of once they get there. Yep, absolutely. Um, the women's season ended with a loss to LIU early in the season. Uh, and I mentioned it only because the NCAA championships are going on the first round matchup, which was a, a play in game was again was between LIU Long Island University and Biola out in Southern California and again make mention those only because those are two teams that have never made the tournament before so the new format has helped at least some clubs or some teams rather um, get gain access to the NCAA tournament now the chances of LIU or Biola beating Stanford or USC is not great but uh, it's good to see new names on that bracket I just have to men- mention that yeah, it's great. It's great to see the growth. I mean, and I think this is a natural kind of extension kind of once we're coming at like, like away from COVID, the further away we get, you know, you're going to get these, the, you're going to continue now to see those programs kind of adding the programs that, that may have added kind of, kind of right before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be establishing themselves, which is just, uh, I mean, oh, water polo again has just scratched the surface on what we can do at the college level. And I think it's just going to keep growing. I mean, it's not just going to keep growing across the country, but it's going to grow in Texas as well. Yeah. I'm looking, I mean, I'm looking forward to continuing to have those conversations and the more conversations yeah, that I have, the more serious they are becoming. So, really? All right. Yeah. You and I need to talk offline about that. That's great. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, upcoming is, um, um, What's, well, there's a couple of clinics. Actually, I could talk to you about that. But uh, essentially, it's the summer, man. Like, I don't know about you, but my schedule at my for training is now really delving into summer schedule-like conditions, which is not good for me, frankly, because our pool time is limited. But it is an indicator that, uh, you know, welcome to Texas. Uh, oh, I almost called it shootout. It's not the shootout. It is the welcome to Texas showdown. 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 Yes. That was a, I think that was a good save meaning yep. that they could have named it something much more boring, but that's okay. Um, that to us is like the end of the spring season, you know? So here we are. We're basically heading into the summer. And, and, and I kind of take it as the end of the spring season was the, was the Southwest Zone spring champs, and now we're starting the summer season going forward. So this so. is the start of the summer for you guys. Um, and, I think, and I think for most programs too. Um, and – yeah, there. Like you mentioned, kind of earlier, there is a coaching clinic. Um, yes. Not this upcoming, not this upcoming weekend, but on May twentieth and twenty first in Northwest Houston at the CFISD Natatorium. For all for all the high school coaches that yeah that yeah that want to participate and club coaches, we have James Graham and Felix Marcardo are coming to Texas to do a coaching clinic. Nice. And it's a USA Water Polo kind of coach academy along with a uh, with a with a, a Drew Clute. Um who is the USA water polo director of coaching kind of the education. So um, it's, uh, it's, this is, this is something that was a great success last year with different clinicians. So this is something that we're going to try to do each and every year and, and maybe add on to it in 24 as far as dates and locations. Um, but uh, yeah, just please, please make sure that you sign up kind of, kind of sooner rather than later. But then we start the competitions. <clears throat> Welcome to Texas showdown in sure. San Antonio. Give me five courses. Total number of teams can yeah cannot exceed the seventy five. Oh really? So, oh boy, I guess we better so sign teams, up. So teams, 
you better sign up. Yep, we'll do that. Um, any feedback, as far as you know, any teams from California or elsewhere from the East Coast? We have a we have at least a, a one or two teams coming from from Florida. We have a couple cool. teams coming from the Mountain Zone stuff. Awesome. Like that, so okay, that's excellent. And that's a championship type tournament, so there's gonna be medals and all and all the good stuff kind of yeah. given. So. Yeah, we, that was what our kids had a great time there yeah, last year. I'm going to be out of the country, but uh, somebody will be coaching one of my teams. So that's good. You'll uh, be having a great time yourself. So. <laughs> I like hanging out with my family. So, yeah, I have no problem with that. Um, was it? Um, but then but then but then two weeks after that, um, it's going to be it's going to be J.O. Qualls and J.O. Festival. All I, on the same weekend, all in the in yeah in Northwest Houston. I want you to describe the difference between those two, and then I will chime in because I share sharing that information with some parents um, is and there I don't blame them. Like it can be a little bit confusing. Like what's the difference? It's a tournament. It's at the same place over the same weekend, but it's really not. Yeah, so basically um, the J.O. Qualls is going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those are going to be the teams that are trying to go to Session 1, Session 2 of the of the USA Water Polo National Junior Olympics. Um, again, that is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, if there are going to be three or less teams entered in a specific uh, division slash uh, gender, they will play their qualification games on Friday only. They'll, they'll do a, a round robin. They'll play a championship game. And then on Saturday, Sunday, they'll play in the festival. Right. Okay. And the festival is a festival. It's not a championship. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then if there are four or more teams in J.O. Qualls in a specific gender or division, they will play on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They will not be part of the festival. Right. Okay. And um, the festival is for all those teams that aren't going to J.O. Qualls, that aren't trying to go to session one, session two, the teams that are going that are trying to go to session three that just want to have a good competitive tournament. And that'll be on, on the Saturday and Sunday only. Right. And that is a festival type event. It's not going to be a championship type event. It's just going to be teams playing other teams of the similar uh, quality. So it's going to be a mix of those of the session three teams and the Jo Qualls teams that are only playing on on Friday. Right. Hopefully, I answered most of those questions. Yeah, that, I mean, it's a distinction that can be a little bit difficult to understand. It's a, for us, for you know, like I have a group of eighteen and under boys that are going to. They have determined. Well, we have determined that we're going to play in North Texas. So we're going to the Southwest Zone Festival on the tenth and eleventh of June, but between you and me, they don't have to like they, they, you don't need to enter that tournament at all in order to play at national junior Olympics in North Texas session three. That is, that is correct. I'm definitely not going to tell my kids that cause they're going to that festival, but you just told them right now. Yeah. They but I have other kids. I did not No, They're not listening. They never listen. Um, but my other 14 and under boys, they're going to try to qualify. So they're playing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, at their 1400 boys. There's no chance of them being like three teams. It's going to be like, nine or 10 or something like that. So, um, yeah, so they're the ones who are trying to qualify to go to California. And then if we don't, then we'll go to, to North Texas, but they don't, they're not playing in the festival. They're playing in the qualification tournament. So that is different. Yeah. I have a little bit of a simpler kind of, I came up with a simpler solution oh, for yeah. the Alma area club. Yeah. Don't go. We are, we are sending all of our teams to North Texas. Right. And we are picking the John Hale Memorial tournament on July 7th, 8th, and 9th, 
we're gonna we're gonna open that up and try to enter teams into that mm-hmm. from Alma area, and that's a three day and two night event um, instead of a five day and kind of a kind of a four night event. Yep. So basically, we can start planning our our season about a month ago. Um, we can have an extra week or two of training. We get to, we still get that tournament out in out in Southern California, so all those kids that want to have that experience can have it. Yeah, but we still have that Jo Championship at the end of the summer, and it's cheaper because you're going to Riverside. So we're that, having everybody do it. So we're not yeah. kind of piecemealing and going this team, this team. No, we're having everybody go. Yep, not us, man. We, we I I listen to my customers, Joe, and this is what they want. So. There you go, and I don't. Mind. But I am giving I'm giving my customers kind of what they want. They they want to go to California, so they're so they're this getting is the true. best of both worlds. This is true. I don't know. Does Riverside count as California? It's certain, not. It's, it's not Riverside. It's, it's not quite. It's not it's quite. Chop, that far though, right? oh, it's yeah, Chop, though, right? Chop, but Chop's not Riverside. Ah, whatever. It's all the same to those of us from the coast. So, um, okay. Well, that's a fantastic plan, um, and this is. I mean, genuinely, like this is really exciting when this this all starts to come up. Um, I know it's the end of school right now, so there's a lot lot of kids that are sort of like not really engaged but really when that's over then you know the, the the training begins for junior olympics i'm very very excited about that yeah and then um and then after the jo quals slash kind of festival you have the endless summer classic that's hosted by thunder in north texas yep. then you have the sogo tournament in pearland um, kind of hosted by Southside, and then you go into session one session two and session three of jo's are you going out there by the way for to, for to work? session one session two yeah no okay. no I'm not but you'll be at session three yes and that'll be work yeah that'll be actual work okay yeah. um, and, uh, yeah. but no it's it's I mean there's a ton of stuff coming up and I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, like in, in a little bit more detail yes as we go forward but the like the fun part to me I, and people are going to say that's fun no Joe it's not is Again, I've talked about this a thousand times on these podcasts, you know, 23 and 24 are very similar years. Mm, yep. As far as you, you love know, that the overall schedule, but no, it's like now we actually, we've gone through the spring, we're going through the summer and now we get to, to make changes for 24. Yeah. You know, and these tournaments are bigger than what I thought was going to happen, which is great. Yeah. And now we need to, and, and like, is like, is it too much to have the six or seven courses for one club to host? Oh yeah, play? absolutely. So, um, so we, we're gonna have to start having some conversations about because we want to maximize the opportunities to play these weekend tournaments and play competitions. So we need these, and teams want to host. So now we're going to need to get together and and really just kind of solidify the calendar for four twenty four now, so people can plan. And again, we, we want to get this out and then eventually have a good solid counter that we can use for a couple of seasons or a couple of years straight. So, right. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be nice. At post COVID too, you know, just and then of course it all, and, and then it all leads up to the high school kind of, kind of season this, this fall. So I know. UIL, you t- UIL water polo part two. You ready? I'm ready. Um, no. I, I will be ready. <laughs> um, super brief mention, you know, there's consolidated efforts going on. So if, you, if you're a high school kid who doesn't have a place to play, there are places for you to play. And I will say, including for me. So um, keep that in mind. And we'll discuss that more, I think, in the future because there's uh, planning to be done in that regard. Um, but the, we are 
jointly interested in giving high school athletes who do not have a team to play for some outlet during the, during the fall season. So we will follow up on that uh, in the future. And we've done that, but now we want to make it like this past fall, we did the district of water pole fall champs, which is essentially the private schools and the consolidated teams kind of came together for a championship in San Antonio. San Antonio. Yep. Um, we want to build off of that and have more tournaments and have more playing opportunities for that group. But in, but like, you know, this past fall, you had Johnson and Churchill boys and girls played in, in that tournament, right? Right. This upcoming fall, they're playing full UIL. UIL. That is the aim. Absolutely. That's, that is, that is, uh, those are two very big success stories there. So, um, and then we also want to help grow the private school sector so they can eventually have their own state championship in their own tournaments and um you know and there's a lot of growth potential still so st stevens at at all levels yep is building a huge pool so that's in austin which is big news like this area is so depleted of water it's a shame joe like i'm I'm not joking actually it's pretty ridiculous for a place that claims to be like the athletic center of the world you know like we just don't have enough pool space so very good news that st or not st andrew st stevens is doing that Fall of 2025 is my understanding. New, a brand new facility. So that's good. That is great. Uh, And I have nothing else, Joe. That's it. We'll do it again in June. Let's do it again. That's it. Thank you for listening. Telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast. We're glad to be back. And with that, until next time, so long from Austin.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.